Hello and welcome to the Villa Park podcast. It's me, Rich. Kev will be joining us very, very shortly, but we're here to react to Aston Villa 1, Crystal Palace 0. And uh, yeah, it wasn't the greatest of games, but back-to-back wins, back-to-back clean sheets um, and still 11th in the table, unfortunately, but certainly looking up rather than down. I think there's a seven-point gap between us and Palace who are, I think, six points now off the, off the relegation zone. So, yeah, definitely one to push forward into that top 10. We've got games that we can definitely win over the next few weeks. We're going to be going through, obviously, the game. Key injury to uh, one of our best players and, and how we're going to react to Kamara being out, hope, probably for the next few weeks. One or two players that might not be quite clicking in the... Um, in the Emery formation, but yeah, get your comments in. What are your thoughts on the win today? How do you think it sets us up for the rest of the season? How are we going to cope with the Kamara injury? I've also put the uh, pinned the link to come on the show if anybody would like to join us. Um, it's uh, it's it's pinned at the top, so do click that if you want to join us. And as always, please do leave a like on the video. Um, hit the subscribe button if you are new to the channel. And we do have um, a super chat function. So if you want to click, I think it's like the dollar sign. If you want to click that, then please, um, please do help to support the channel. Uh, any donation is phenomenal. Um, Rich is joining us. He says, evening all, big three points. Absolutely rich. Uh, Kev is backstage. Uh, so I will get him in now. Evening, my friend. Hello, Richard. Kids, 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 eh? Yeah, you'll never guess what. I'll give give you the actual, uh, you and the listeners, the actual truth. Um, My hot tap's broken, so I went to wash my hands. Um, And the kids have been messing with the shower tap thing. So when I turn the tap on, I just got so, so... (laughs) Off in time. So basically, two minutes for the podcast. I was drenched. So quick change. And here I am, ready to talk about a a scruffy victory. Yeah, yeah. Nice one, nice one. I might, I don't know if my internet's a little bit playing up a little bit, but I think we're good. I think we are good. Yeah, so I was just saying before we came on, mate, not the greatest of games. You're obviously there today. Um, obviously, but an important three points nonetheless. Well, I was actually thinking this early on the way back from the game. Um, I can't really remember many times this season when I've come away from the game thinking, God, we played really well today, the whole game. I mean, even like, you know, I mean, even like the, the, the home wins against Brentford and Man United, like with first half masterclass and then, you know, not much happened in the other halves from memory. You know, when we've when we've had a lot of wins on the road under Emery, it's just been kind of like fairly, at times, turgid, slow. But, you know, you, you can always spin that into being controlled. It's a fantastic sign to win games when you're not playing well. And I think that that's a really, really important thing. But it's it's still a bit unconvincing. I'm sure we'll go into a bit to that. But the 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 thought process of many Villa fans was, can we follow up after a few defeats and then getting that away victory, obviously, last week? Can we follow up with a home win? And we did. And we got the clean sheet. So you can't really grumble at that too much, albeit we will go through a few of the points, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I think I echo that. Like Watching it, I was it took me back to kind of the Southampton win at home. 1-0, uh, the Everton 2-1. And, and yeah, I think you're right. Like I, Other than the Brentford game, I don't think we've been particularly convincing at all at home. Um, and it's, I mean, like you say, it, I think the most important thing was to back up the victory against Everton with a win 
today. Um, and that's like back-to-back wins. Next thing is, can you put three, four wins together in a row? Because yeah. as Gary's commented there, um, are we destined to be 11th forever? <laughs> and that's the that's the thing. Like we keep winning or we, we, we seem to get a couple of wins and then, you know, we don't move anywhere in the table. And yeah. it, it's about it's about those three or four wins in a row, isn't it? Well, it does sell up for Villa, I think, really, that, you know, I mean, you need to be careful what you wish for sometimes because I do think there's a lot of teams that are below us that would probably have thought they might have been around about us this season when you talk about the likes of, you know, of a West Ham, uh, a Wolves, uh, a Leicester. I'd even dare say, you know, teams like probably, you know, Southampton and the Leeds might have thought they might have had better seasons. So when you look at where we are in the league, I mean, it feels like probably are going to be 11th until until we will die, but the way it's going, <laughs> win or lose... <laughs> But it's crazy because we've now got a seven-point gap between the team, two teams below us. And yet, if you went seven points up on what we are, we'd be fifth or joint fifth. Yeah. So it just goes to show that there is basically two leagues now, effectively this season. And I know, like I know, a win. And I think you know, we lose three in a row, it brings everyone back closer to us. We win two, it extends it. But really, we're kind of like you know, we're 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 just past halfway in the season, aren't we? Or a bit bit further past halfway. We're getting towards the business end, and we are. We're an established top eleven team now, so it's not we're not that far away from being you know that that. What does top ten really mean? It means sod already, does it? Because yeah. Yeah. psychologically, you, you're one of the better teams in the Premier League. But um, really, I think we should be having grander ambitions than that. And you know, it was interesting actually. I was listening to Talk Sport on the way back. I've kind of I've kind of got out of my head a little bit of Villa this season in terms of an ambitious finish. And the, the, when I heard uh, Jamie O'Hara and Gabby, good old Gabby, talking about Middlesbrough, um, and then they were talking about um, how well they're doing and where they come from. Then they were talking to, talking to a Brighton fan, and this Brighton yeah. fan was like, oh, no, we know where we are. We know our ambitions. He's like, you're bloody four points off, blah, blah, whatever. And I was thinking, like, hang on a minute. Why are we not doing that? Because yeah, yeah. I know you've got Liverpool, who are in not great form. You've got Chelsea, who are in not great form. You've got Brentford, Fulham, Brighton. You've got to think you could reel a few of those in. I mean, I looked at our next eight games. Now, you're crazy to do this as a Villa fan, but there's, until we've got Man United in uh, away in nine games, there's no team across the next eight games. I don't look at those games and think we've got a chance. Absolutely. Uh, none of yeah. those games. None of those games. I, I think that. I mean, if I if I quickly go go through the fixtures, you know, I think we obviously we've got Bournemouth and West Ham haven't we coming up? Um, West Ham have just lost four 0 today. Bournemouth, a bottom of the league. Then we've got Chelsea away. Fine, it won't be an easy game, but they're in terrible form, really. They've won today, I know. Then we've got Leicester away. Okay, fine. Admittedly, it could be a tough game. They battered us at home in the end, but, you know, they've had another bad loss today against the team right at the bottom. Then we've got Forest at home. They travel terribly. Then we've got Newcastle, who are massively on the Danewood spiral at home. Then we've got Brentford away. And you've got Fulham at home. I mean, I know it's all like all that brilliant. Yeah, so yeah. Twenty-four points, isn't it? But <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I take your point. It's 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 there to be got at. And like, look, we've been craving for consistency for for so long, and these are the games that we've got to try and generate some of that consistency. Even if there's a loss in there somewhere, if you can get five wins out of six, or whatever, that's consistency. So yeah, I do have to shout this out, Kev. This is our first super chat. Ever. Yes. Rich Edwards, what an absolute legend. Yes, Rich and, Edwards. Um, and then some some a good comment here. We kept Zaha quiet for most of the game and Cash was getting back to his best. And that was one of the points I wanted to make as well around um 
Matty Cash. Uh, I've got the picture of him here. And yeah, I thought I thought something with Emery was a lot of the play. I, I know we did we did damage them down that at their our left, sorry, uh, quite a lot in the first half, but. A lot of, still, Cash was a threat. He wasn't. He wasn't like that right-sided defender that stays back. That a lot of, a lot of um, commentary has been that Emery likes to have an attacking flank and a more defensive flank. But Cash was still getting forwards, and he was quite solid today. Yeah, I got to give Cash a bit of credit, but I think he's like a lot of our players. Cash, like I mean, wildly inconsistent should be like Villa doing out an album about this season. They should call it wildly inconsistent because there were a story, or whatever. Because Cash. One minute he, you know, he, he can't assist for Tuffy and he's, you know, he's losing his place for a 37 year old. But the last two games, maybe that breakout the team's helped him because I think he's actually been arguably one of the better players in the team in the last two games. So credit to him. And I think absolutely, you know, in, in, the, in the last game, it was obviously up against McNeil. Who I thought McNeil in the first half, he got a few crosses in the box, but I thought generally Cash kept him really quiet. And today, Zaha. I mean, I, I did think it was a goal. I felt I was kind of in line with it and I thought it was a goal. Um, I think actually they should have passed it when I thought they should have passed it because it was definitely on, on for the pass. But other than that, didn't really do much so hard, did he? Got, got his nah. little bit. Nah, I think, yeah, I think he was probably carrying a bit of an injury still. I don't think he was fully fit and I think they kept him on for, for maybe longer than they intended. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, uh, from seeing it on the, t- on, on, how I managed to watch the game. Um, if anyone's watching on YouTube, um, it, it, it was offside, mate. I could, you could, I could see it straight away. Like it wasn't one of, it was close, but it wasn't one of those that's like a, you know, like a toenail or anything. It was, it was offside. I, I'm actually surprised that the linesman didn't pick it up because they, they should be highly trained and, and really, you know, it was a pretty good line from Villa. Having said that, that first half we were, we were a bit. We were kind of treading on thin ice with that high line, weren't we? I don't know if you guys were a bit yeah. nervy in the stadium. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, it reminded me a little bit that when we beat Liverpool 7-2, like, you know, I felt the pass was always on over the top and maybe a fully fit Zahar, you know, and, and an Eze and an Elise at the top of their game because I don't think even them were great today. Nah. Um, yeah, and they're both really good players, actually, very highly rated. I would, you know, quite happy to have them in our squad. But so I don't think they were as, were as potent as they could have been attacking-wise. But yeah, it was. It was it was all that if you add that to then a little bit of nervousness nervousness at the back in terms of playing out from the back. Um I think there was potential for him to get at us today. But yeah. Clean sheet. Absolutely. I've got a few comments that I'm I'm starring. Like I say, guys, if anyone wants to jump on the show with me and Kev tonight, um we've put the I've pinned the link to the um to the show in the chat on YouTube. It's just at the top. Just click on, come and say hello, come and give your thoughts on the game. Uh, and give your reactions you're more than welcome and come on and stay on as long as you want say your piece jump off stay on whatever you want to do but yeah it'd be good to see you uh mark says two nervy in the end but another three points 22 points from unai's first 12 games only liverpool man united man city and arsenal have taken more points in the time he's been in charge says it all really doesn't it to be fair and, yeah, I, saw... and I know I was calling, you know, after those three defeats, but like those two wins back to back make make it much better now, don't they? They absolutely do. And I saw a table earlier on, on social media where I thought I thought it had us as fourth, maybe with Mark, what Mark said, it's fourth or fifth. But you know, we're talking about a team that under a long time now since since Emery's been in charge, he's had a number of games been in charge, and to be to be fourth or fifth in terms of the form guide over that amount of games is a tremendous performance, really. And 
streaky, inconsistent teams are going to sometimes lose, you know, three in a row. Let's not forget two are against Man City and Arsenal. You know, so and and the other one was against a Leicester team that then beat Tottenham by four. So they obviously had a little bit of a purple patch themselves. So not suggesting that there wasn't things we did wrong in those games. We could have been better, but you ain't going to win every game. You're not Arsenal at a patch. They've got one point out of nine. So um, listen, I mean, long may it continue. I'm just waiting for us to start playing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's it's been good away from home, hasn't it? Such solid away from home. But I, I totally get your point and um. A couple more comments. Adam says, problem is we'll say this and lose to West Ham when you were going through your games. Need our squad to keep fit now, but with Basin, Stoke, Bailey and on the nitrous oxide and Kamara injured, it would be a struggle. We'll come on to that in a bit. Uh, uh, Gary, about uh, particularly about Kamara. McGinn, um, looking looking good and bossed it. Yeah, we'll come out again. Lovely, lovely to see McGinn almost back to his best, which was great. Um you were talking about the playing out from the back, Kevin. The, the one moment where we, it did click, um, or one of the few moments in the first half, particularly where it did click, was was obviously led to the goal. And um, yeah, McGinn, where Rich says there, bossed it. Beautiful pass. Um, we broke the lines. Beautiful pass from McGinn to release Cash, and then straight straight across. And I, I really don't know what uh, um, what Anderson was doing, but um, just got in a complete mess. And uh, yeah, one nil up, own goal. It, it was great. It was the first like, great bit of play, really, that we'd had in the game because it was it was a great pass through from McGinn. Cash bombing on, doing what he doesn't do probably often enough. Puts a good ball across the box. And, I mean, Anderson, you've seen it happen time and time again. He knows Watkins is behind him. And he knows Watkins in, in the rich vein of form that he's in. He's probably going to snaffle up that chance. So he tries to do something with it and ends up getting himself in an absolute mess and putting it past his, his own keeper. Yeah. <laughs> was it, was it a bit of disbelief in the crowd? Was it a bit of a, were you all laughing or what? What was the, what was the situation? Well, I, I mean, it was fantastic. Obviously it went in just after, obviously I thought we'd gone one nil down like that long before. And then I thought, well, hang on a minute, we go ahead quite a lot in the, uh, in the home games. Yeah. So, yeah. What's going to happen next? So I was a bit nervy then after that, but, um, no, it was, it was, it was all jubilant. Yeah, absolutely. You kept reminding about that was about that on the commentaries. Just saying, you know, oh, Villa don't hold onto leads very well, and they've conceded so many goals in the second half and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, it, it was nice to get that goal. And then, sort of towards the end of that first half, I thought Watkins had had a quiet sort of first thirty minutes, but then came into it the last 15 minutes of that first half where he had that run out where he did really well from the edge of the box. But the moment where you think he's going to make it six in six, does everything right with a touch, with the run, but just just couldn't finish? Yeah. I, I felt like if the goal had been another sort of like foot to the right, because he was leaning his body to the left, he, was, he, he probably could have took another touch. I don't I'll have to see it back. But obviously, you clearly see what you're trying to do. He's obviously already like aiming. He really wouldn't have been able to put it in the right-hand side of the goal because he was already aiming too far away. And he just shaved the post, didn't it, Bob, by all accounts? Yeah, hit the post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Could have been I, a goal. You, yeah, you can't, really, you can't really blame him for it. It was a beautiful pass from Buendia. Again, probably the best thing that Buendia did all game. We'll come on to him a little bit in a couple of the performances of some of the players. Um, but yeah, just just a bit unlucky to be fair. But that was that was frust- a frustration because going in at two nil at half time, that would have been pretty much game over. 
Yeah, that's the thing. And that's the thing for Villa sometimes. That you're not killing games. We did it against um, Everton, obviously, didn't we, when Buendia came on? Mm. We did it well, and that's when you start to feel a little bit more reassured. But 1-0 against a team, against any team in the Premier League, any team, I don't care who it is, 1-0 is a dangerous re- re- score. 2-0 is a dangerous score, of course, because of the momentum of getting one goal. But, you know, you get a free kick. I mean, look at Arsenal today. You know, oh, no. I looked at, looked at half-time there at 84% possession. I don't know what it was at the end of the game, but it was 84% possession, 1-0 down. The next thing, you know, they're 2-0 down from a from a set-piece goal. It can happen to anybody. Um, and that's where I think Emery will want us to be improving, really, whether that's going to be this season. But when you've got a team like Palace today who are not really at the races, not playing particularly well, you should that should be a 2 or 3-0 victory for a team yeah. that, that is uh, aspiring to be one of the better teams in the league. Yeah, I agree. Rich says, P. Watkins missed that chance. The best move in the game. And yeah, it meant he had zero shots on target, unfortunately. Um, Gary there mentioned Palace were very poor and nothing else but a win would have been a travesty. Thoughts on Palace, mate? Yeah, they've not won for absolutely ages, have they? Nah. I, d- I just... I don't really know what they were trying to do. Like, they didn't seem like they... Like, the first half, obviously, if they got that early goal, that would have been perfect for them but they just didn't seem to have much threat going forward. Um, they didn't, like Eze, like you say, Eze and Elise, very highly rated players, didn't really beat anyone, didn't really get around anyone. Kind of, you know, I remember Eze sort of terrorising us earlier on this season and then and then previous seasons, even when he's played for QPR, you know, running with the ball. I, I just didn't see, I didn't see a lot from them. And then, you know, obviously um, getting frustrated with, with things not going for them or w- whatever it was, the game plan, and then obviously led to one of their players getting sent off for two pretty bad ta- challenges, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they were pretty unimpressive today. And it's a funny one, isn't it? Isn't it? Because it's, it's, it's weird how, like, the optics of football work, aren't they? Because if you look at Palace, they're not, they've not spent loads of money, you know, so they maybe wouldn't have expected to finish, you know, any great shakes in the league. But they're 12th in the league, they're probably far enough away, away from the relegation. But, okay, six points. Only six not... points off. And they're on, they're on, like, a really bad run. But this is how I feel about Birmingham City. Is yeah. Birmingham City, for the last three or four years, have been terrible, generally. But there's been so many teams below them that are way worse that you'd need all of those teams to get past <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll they'll beat one of the or two of them at home, won't they? That's something, the thing. Something will happen. I know, I know what you mean. It's only six points, but you, you need, like, you know, nine other teams that are not in great form to get past you. And maybe, I think a Wolves probably will and a Leicester will, but, you know. So, no, it's a funny one, Palace, because um, it, it, one of those things, isn't it? Probably like the same reason Gerard and Lampard got jobs, but I'm not suggesting Vieira won't be a good manager. But he started off pretty well. And because he's Patrick Vieira, you know, Arsenal legend and World Cup winner and obviously fantastic Premier League player, one of the Premier League legends, does he get a bit more bit more leeway in terms of when his team aren't doing much. I don't really know what they're about. Palace, the one thing they've got, which we've talked about many times when we've, we've talked about Palace on pods, is their physical team. And I didn't think actually they were particularly clever today physically. I thought they were actually... Nah, better. no, me. I was expecting them to kind of dominate us in midfield, but I thought we we handled it really well. Yeah. And McGinn was all, all over. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I just didn't feel like they... They didn't have that, that spirit that Palace have had in, in the past. They just didn't seem to be working that well for each other. And, yeah, I mean, they've won one game in 12. Seems um, like that, that run that run is really, that they're on, is, re- is really hitting them. Really hitting them yeah. hard. And obviously without, without obviously having their, their talisman playing as well, 
Um, yeah, I mean, they've, I got, know, Man, they've got Man City next. Yeah, and they've not like they've like lost loads. They've just they've you know they they had three consecutive draws against Brighton, Palace, Liverpool. They lost to United. Um, they drew with Newcastle. Drew, Mike. I mean, they're just they're not doing much. They're either losing or drawing. So if you're going on that kind of run, you're not expecting to win. You go a goal down with an unlucky goal. The belief probably it didn't look like they had much belief today, which makes me also think Villa at home getting a just about getting a one nil win against a team and that kind of form. Yeah, I mean, we've got to win. So, you know, we've got to be happy. But I felt like they, we could, it could have been a bit more convincing. Definitely. Definitely. Um, some more comments coming in. We've got... Uh, our, Richard said, our in-game management is getting better, feeling more confidence in defence, knocking it about. How did you feel about the kind of playing it around the back? I didn't feel like the fans were too much. I did feel there was a bit of tension when we were, when they went down to 10 men. Obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll comment on that. But yeah, I, I felt there was a bit of tension because I felt like the, the fans wanted the players to go forward a little bit more. Yeah, my view on it is is that it's happening under Emery, so we kind of got to deal with it. And and if there is the odd slight nervy moment, you know, where maybe they get pressed a bit too much in the ball, then you got to deal with that. Although there was there was a couple of times today where like it nearly it nearly shot us in the foot, definitely. I just, I just like there to be a bit more urgency. We again, we've talked about this a lot on, on pods, being Villa fans for well over a year now under different managers. Yeah. But I just think sometimes I wish there was a bit more tempo, a bit more tempo. I say to my lad all the time playing football, even when it's on FIFA or watching telly, he's playing football himself. I'm saying you got to take the opportunity to to go on the front foot. You know, when that pass comes in into you, get your first touch to be in the direction that you're traveling. In my times, I think we could just progress the ball quicker, just quicker. And you and look, look, you you maybe make a space by going across from left to right and into the middle, then back to the fullbacks, and you kind of get there. But there's times I just think a bit of momentum, get forward, get it, get it wider, quicker. And I think you think you'll have more joy. Although saying that, I did feel like we were deliberately a bit more considered today. Yeah. I think that was actually a tactical move because we'd obviously had quite fast starts, and then game had been a bit like a basketball game in previous games. I thought it was almost a bit more like an away performance today at times. Yeah, I agree. And I guess it takes the other team to kind of come at you a little bit as well, which which they didn't necessarily do too much. Um, quick look at the stats before we go through some of the performances. Um, as I say every week, guys, thank you so much for the support and the comments. It's great uh, comments coming in. Please do drop a like on the video if you haven't already. And please do uh, subscribe if you are new. Um, we're growing all the time, heading on to the 1,050 mark, which is brilliant. So, yeah, please do hit that subscribe button, help us uh, spread the uh, spread the word of the channel. And if you do feel um, like you want to help us contribute to the channel, please do hit the dollar, button, dollar sign and contribute. Um, Rich has done it today, which is absolutely amazing. Anyone else, that would be, that'd be phenomenal. So, um, yeah, hit that button. And if you'd want to donate to the channel, that would be great. So, yeah, looking at the stats, Kev, um, 58% possession for Villa, 42% for Palace. Uh, only one shot on target um, for us. I think that was the McGinn chance in the second half because obviously the own goal can't count. Eight right. shots in total for us. Plenty of passes, like you say, very considered in terms of our passing. Um, more tackles for um, Palace. More clearances for us. Um, and then, yeah, a few yellow cards in the second half and a red card, obviously, for Palace. So, Again, fairly solid performance, but just shows you that Palace didn't do anything at all in that game to, to try and win it, really. 
Um, and I'd, like I said, I don't really know what they were trying to do. And it was just a shame that we couldn't get that second goal to to kind of cap the performance off, I guess. Palace had three shots, zero on target. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, just listen to that. That's absolutely awful. That's a team... That's a team you think would be at the bottom of the league. I think they've got enough points on the board. I think they'll be okay, but you know they. Maybe it's because of the way they play. They didn't sort of. There wasn't too much space for us to play in. They didn't. They didn't go for it. They were a bit, bit more, a bit more sort of slow, methodical, and considered, and trying to and maybe catch us out over the top a couple of times with the through balls. Maybe if they had done that, there would have been more opportunities for us. But I think the onus is on you at home to, to make a bit more of the play. And when you look at some of those stats and you realise what we were up against today, both in terms of a performance and in terms of the, the statistical output, then, yeah, maybe that, that you know, we, we, to only get a goal, 1-0 win from an own goal is um, and have one shot on target is, is, is a bit of a concern, really. Yeah. I mean, no one's going to, you know, no one's going to care if we beat... West Ham or move on, you know, and win win other games. It'll just be one where we've where you look at the stats at the end of the season. Go, oh yeah, we beat Palace and we've won ten games in the season now, which is which is pretty decent. Um, we don't draw many, so it's just such a shame we haven't moved up the league. But I don't know. Um, Gary says we, we're finally beating teams in and around us for a change, which is good. Um, I think Rich says he's commenting on decor. I should have gone a long time before the challenge. He did get sent off for. Um, Two legends at the game today, Juan Pablo and Dino. Great stuff. Um, and also, Gary said, we were better for me when we just kicked it to halfway and hoped for flick-ons. Playing from the back as a place, but not always. Yeah, I think we did. It was good when we mixed it up a bit um, and, and like kind of sucked them. And I'd like us to do that a little bit quicker. Like you say, Kev, a bit more tempo to it. Um, look for balls down the channels. Um, we don't play well against 10. Agree with Kevin. We move the ball too slowly for me, if if Rich is honest. Yeah, I agree. Deontay's in the house. Said, I had the feeling that Villa would keep a clean sheet in this game because Emery said in his pre-match press conference yesterday that the goal was to keep a clean sheet at home. Yeah. And it was also Emery's first win against Palace in four attempts. Palace have, t- have a very attacking team. But Vieira has turned them into Dulcester United. Yeah, I think yeah. he could be under pressure. Martin's yep. distribution was better today and time wasting was down to minimal. Yeah, yeah, it was better. It was better. Um, we've got to talk about it, mate. Uh, Bubakar Kamara. Yeah, well, uh, let, let, let's, bad injury. Just, let's just talk about that. You mentioned it obviously earlier in terms of the, um, you know, the the, 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 ref, the refs and stuff. But I think I, I think this, this is getting to a point now where like something's got to be done about this because the, the, there's, there's two things for me. There's, the, the repetition of fouls today that should have been a yellow card way earlier, and that means keeps on the pitch longer to then potentially. And who knows how serious the injury is? Hopefully, you know they they say it's a it's a muscle uh, shin muscle injury. So, I mean, it's not Achilles, it's not knee, it's not yeah. you know it's not groin, it's not something that could be out for a period of time. And who knows how how severe it is? But the point is, is that I think that should have been dealt with earlier. There was a lot of fouls going on that I don't think were punished well enough. And when you add to that. I mean, if it was offside, apparently it was way more offside than I thought it was. There was another one where it was clearly offside and the linemen didn't give anything. It was almost like an ironic cheer at the start of the game when it was just so offside. <laughs> so you've got a point where people, you, you're allowing play to go on when you know that it's definitely out, but you're just waiting for some computer to tell you it's definitely out. And we know what one day someone's going to get a really bad injury. Someone's sliding into a keeper, you know, head injury, something's going to happen. 
And we also see a situation where the referees are either overly gung-ho and giving too many like yellow cards, or they're giving nothing. Yeah. The inconsistency is crazy. And this is this is a guy that's been probably, you know, arguably up there for player of the season for us, Kamara, you know, with his injury, um, enforcement aside. And he's got, you know, got a real good thing going on with Louise. McGinn's into some really, really good form. And that midfield now, we're looking at what we're going to do. We can't get Tim back from QPR. So is it going to be Chambers in that holding mole? Or is he going to have to play McGinn there, which he doesn't want to do? I know. Like, it's it, it's it's rubbish, really. And it, it was a really bad tackle when you see it back. What's up with Den Donker? Because he, was he wasn't on the bench today. Is he is he just carrying a little knock? or? Um, so, I mean, yeah, apologies to those that were looking forward for a preview show last night. Rich and I <laughs> both weren't feeling yeah, It's great. been a busy week. It's been a busy week, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so apologies for those that are waiting around for it. But um, yeah, one of the things I was going to mention was um, Den Dunker's um, it's apparently personal reasons why he's not in the team. Oh, okay. So, wish, wish, wish him all the best. Obviously, I'm not sure what what's going on, but he'd be the natural replacement. I'm saying if he's not for whatever reason available. Then... Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you've got to hope that it's it's just keeping him out for this week and then be back for next week and then hopefully it's not too serious for. Kamara and he's back after the international break because we've we've got yeah we've obviously got West Ham and then Bournemouth then it's an international break so gives him a bit more time and then we've got like three games like you say in a week with um, Chelsea uh, Leicester and then Forest so hopefully mm. he's back he's back for then a um, couple of couple of sort of I guess frustrating performances and, and players who. Well, first up, Emi Buendia. Um, I don't know what your thoughts of him were for the game, but for me, like, it's that same old story, Buendia, where he plays so well when he comes on against Everton. He's almost got that fire in his belly to do something. And then today, barring a couple of passes, I thought second half, he was giving the ball away like nobody's business. And it's just so frustrating to see him not quite hit the heights when he gets to start. Yeah, I mean, I've seen various people's reactions on Twitter and, and, and other sites, and um, seemingly a lot of people were saying they thought Ben Bendy was one of the best player, best players. So that was man of the match. I didn't see it. You know, I think he did a really, really nice assist for uh, Watkins' chance, which he should have scored. So we should really have got yeah. an assist. Yeah. You know, really. I mean, that's unfortunate. And look at what he did when he came against Everton. You know, he was involved obviously when he when he came on, scored a great goal. So you know, there's. There's clearly the ability there to affect things. But as we know, I don't think he's got an assist all season. Now, I think he has got a, quite a lot of high chance creating. So that's maybe more down to our finishing ability than his ability to create chances. But you summed it up with what you said, mate. I think there's six words that sum up Buendia constantly in the Villa team. Gives the ball away too easily. It's just... <laughs> It's yeah. constant. It's not gives the yeah. ball away. It's gives the ball away too easily, and that's because I think of his size. Yeah, I just think if someone goes in for a 50-50 and he tries to bounce them off him, invariably he'll bounce a bit further the wrong way than than than, than they do, and then they're in. And it, you know, retaining the ball, passing it when he trying passes when he shouldn't be trying passes. I know sometimes you've got to try and be ambitious with a pass to try and create stuff, but yeah, it was it was a frustrating performance again from Wendy today. It was. Yeah, and then, I mean, like, he, he does, I think he deserves a run in the team, definitely. Um, but, and then also, do you get, do you get a slightly more isolated Watkins because Buendia likes to drop deeper for the ball? Like, I, I just think it's an area that we're going to have to, obviously have to improve for the team, 
moving forward for next season and Emery's seen it because the the other player that kind of is is tasked with getting closer to um Watkins and and, and carrying the ball is is um is Jacob Ramsey and again like what I'm not quite sure with Ramsey at the moment is he hasn't got the next part what I mean by that is he'll run with the ball but he's running with the ball without an intention he's running with the ball without knowing what he wants to do with it like yep. He runs into the box, and is he gonna? Is he running into the box for the intention to cross it? Is he running into the box for the intention to lay it off to a player? Is he yeah. running in the box for the intention to shoot? At the moment, he's just—it's almost as if Emery said, "When you get it, just run with it," and that's exactly yeah. what he's doing. I, I think I think you're onto a bit of a bit of a, a bit of a thread here, mate, in terms of an idea, because um, I think both Wendy and Ramsey are probably symptomatic to the reason why we didn't have more success going forward today. Um, I just don't think they were both close enough to Watkins. I mean, at times, McGinn was the um, closest one to him. So you can sort of see how his role's changed in the team. But I don't think either of them are either, A, creating enough of the right kind of things, but also just affecting the game enough. And Ramsey, again, is he in the team? Because one one in every 10 games, he'll go on a bursting run and get a shot off and he'll he'll get a goal. And I think he could go on a, a purple patch of scoring like he did last season and get a few goals. But at the moment, he's not doing much. He's not really like retaining the ball that that well. He's not really passing it that well. He's getting knocked off the ball a bit too easily as well. And I don't really see him going on those lung busting runs enough. So when you you put those two in a team, and then you think about you know the inconsistency of Coutinho's and Bailey's around them, um, it, it's thankful that McGinn's back to some kind of form because otherwise you know you'd have you have you'd have Louise and Kamara, and they're not huge amount in front of them. And it probably was why Watkins didn't do a fight today. Yeah, well, the good thing is we've got that stability be, behind him, you know. And but they are going to have to book their ideas, especially with Kamara not, you know, not in the team for a couple of weeks. And yeah, it's it, it is one of those. It's a quandary for any manager because I mean, Gary's just said there, Ramsey was nowhere near again, but Bailey was a little bit t- was more tidy off the bench. And Bailey was terrible. It, Came on. I mean, I don't know. That's made me. I thought, I, no, I thought he was good. I thought he was good. Yeah, I, I just, thought he was good. He kept, he kept making terrible passes. I don't. I don't know. I mean. I mean I don't, I don't uh, know whether it was... He made a good... He, made, he set up He set up, um, set up McGinn for McGinn for his chance. That, that for me, is Bailey will do that every game. He'll put in like a one or two good balls. That was kind of... That's the same as Buendia though, isn't it? It probably is. <laughs> I, just, I, felt, I, feel, I feel the issue of Bailey, which is why I think I, I single him out so much, is the amount of like, just like terrible passes he does. I mean, there's one when he trapped back and like... Just like... Oh, yeah. No, he did. He did. Yeah. If you watch that on the telly though, he did brilliantly to get back. He did absolutely brilliantly to get back to. Yeah, tackle, did, uh, I saw it. Do you know what it reminds back. me of? Do you ever like see my, my daughter's doing this? You're like, you and your kids play football when they're like four or five years old, and they've got no concept of like of what how hard to kick the ball. So when yes. they pass it to you from two yards away, they'll toe poke it at, 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 at your at your nether regions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. doesn't know how hard to kick the ball. He either kicks yeah. it too soft or too hard. He's just no in between. I'll give, I'll give him. I'll give him his dues. Of that was he was clearing it with his with his weak foot. But yeah, no, no, I, I totally agree. But I thought he actually, I agree with Gary there. I thought he was pretty tidy when he came on. It, we didn't get give him the ball enough because we kept giving it away. Um, yeah. Like, you know, Chambers did okay as the game went on, but he's obviously not Kamara. So we lost a lot of control in that midfield. And McGinn even summed it up with his with his full-time comments. So just about when we went down to 10, when they went down to 10 men, they just, we gave the ball away far too often. And that just meant that, yeah. like say, Watkins... And when Duran came on and obviously Bailey, you know, if he gets the ball more, he can probably be more of a threat and do a little bit more. But he just did, did we just couldn't get the ball to him. So he was constantly giving it away. 
Yeah, I will sound Bailey as well. Like, you know, um, when the ball goes out to him on the right wing, there's just such anticipation and expectation that he's going to do something. And I just don't think that he generally ever does. I mean, obviously, he went outside, he went on the outside and put that good cross in, which, which you know, fair enough, was a good opportunity. Um, but I felt the rest of the time, he just, he looked like he was going to keep losing it, come back inside. But there was then yeah. one situation on the break. I don't know if, if it's from the corner of theirs or something. But I was like, oh my God, look at, look at Duran there going, speeding up the line. And it wasn't, it was Bailey. And he's like, you know, when he oh, like, on the he other side, yeah, on the left flank. And I thought, oh my yeah. God, I was like shocked. It's Leon Bailey, everyone. Um, I, I forgot. He, I, that's the kind of player I thought we were getting from the Bundesliga. Yeah, oh, yeah, know. yeah. You just wonder why they don't do it. Why he doesn't do it more? They don't do I what they good. Why they don't do what more of what they're good at? Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, um, yeah. Mark says uh, Ramsey's link up play with Marina was uh, early on was excellent. Yeah, but uh, it didn't. Yeah, I think they made some good. I think Moreno made a couple of good crosses in the box, low crosses. Maybe we're just being a little bit hypercritical. I just think it was just because Palace offered so much, so little. And this was a similar one to you know when we beat Southampton. Almost like sometimes you need the opponent to come and give you a game. And I just don't feel like Palace gave us a game. Um, we're we're not very good at that. You know, look what happens when we go against ten men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're not very good at it at all. We, we need teams to have a go at us and then to be backs backs against the wall, you know, put a, put put the low block in and then you know grind out a couple of goals. That's what we need to do. Yeah, um, a couple of good good shout outs though. Um, John McGinn, another 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 tidy performance from from McGinn, and we obviously single that cash as well. But who who would McGinn be close to your man of the match, or would you would you go for another player? No, McGinn's man of the match for me. I thought he was he was back to the John McGinn of old today. The player that I thought, I even thought maybe we were never going to see again. At, you know, with the length of time he wasn't there, you know, he was doing like lung busting runs. He he looked he he bossed the midfield today. He really did. You know, he he was getting the ball. You know, really look at the size of McGinn by the way. And this is where I think you got to look at the likes of Coutinho, Buendia, uh, Bailey, Ramsey, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Those that aren't looking after the ball that well. He looks after the ball really well. He really gets knocked off the ball. You know, he, he, he's way stronger than I think sometimes people realise. And he twists one way, turn the other way. He was passing it well. He, he was doing the simple stuff. I just thought he was he was excellent today. Really good. I think that he was probably the reason why um, we kept control of that midfield midfield pretty well. Yeah. Just there, though, Gary said that he's not scored in 40-odd games. And it would have been lovely for him to get that goal today. And I think it was Palace the last... Last game he scored in Palace away last season. When he did that, that's the yeah, 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 yeah. But he, um, I mean, should I haven't sent it back? Should he have scored it? I don't think he necessarily had too much more of the goal to aim at. It was like it was good cross, uh, and then I think Anderson was coming, it was sliding in here. So maybe if he'd have put it more towards that corner. He might have got a deflection or whatever, another own goal or something. But if Anderson's sliding in, let him let him carry on, son. Carry yeah, on. I know, I know. I know. Yeah. And then and then there was another one, wasn't there? There was another one where he yeah. went across and he slipped. Yeah. Um, yeah. McGinn slipped. If he'd yeah, have hit that first good. time, if he'd have hit that first time, that would have been a goal. I I I do feel like right now in the team that McGinn being in one of those those positions he plays for Scotland, i.e. so, you know, you've got Watkins up top and whether it's on the left or the right, I think it's worthy of, of seeing what happens to that because he has got a great shot on him. He and has... it, yeah, and it stops him from, you know, he doesn't do that well. Like, he'll do his best. Obviously, that's what he always does. But where he's passing is called into question in those uh, deeper positions. 
he just doesn't do as well there. Whereas when he's further forward, he can he can use his body to beat a man, and then he's he's he's, he's right in front of goal, or he's yeah he's, he can slide someone in or, or whatever. So he's he's just much more effective in those positions. Yes, I, I I'd like us to have a few more shots. I would you know yeah. I am, um, you know it's it's always been my way of playing football. But you know buy the ticket, buy a ticket, win a raffle. Um, but you know. You've got to at least try and create something, and we don't. I don't think we. I don't. Think we have enough shots from the edge of the box. Sometimes he's got a rocket of a shot on him, so I just think it'd be nice. To, nice to at least give the fans something to be excited about. Yeah, that's one thing I'd like just to work the keeper a bit more today. But look, we can't. We can't. We can't really moan. Two clean sheets in a row. We've we conceded eleven goals in the three games previously. We yeah. were mo- moaning about you know how open we were and. You know, it was it was entertaining football, but you can't concede four goals <laughs> at home um, two games in a row. So look, we we, we can't um, we can't always have it perfect. Um, Duncan's in. Hi, Dunk. Um, yeah, good win, mate. A couple of um, I've started a couple, and I've linked it to Richard's comment as well. Um, Gary's me- me- um, mentioned: Is it pressure off now? And do we um, do we go for it and try a few young players? Rachel's. Just put wouldn't maybe do it now because Kamara isn't playing. Um, stability won't be the same. And then Richard said, is, is, "Should Bertie get a run out?" So, okay. yeah, a couple of let's questions in one there, mate. Yeah, let's go for that. So, I understand entirely this thought of process of let's let's give some let's give Caden Young and Kessler Hayden let's give them some game time because what have you got to lose? You ain't going down. You ain't you ain't going to probably get into Europe. However. The reason why I don't think that that's that's the, the best way best way to do it is because the difference I think for us, if we could sneak somehow sixth seventh spot in the league and get into Europe, that would rocket rocket. Mate, you dream, you're getting ambitious now. Yeah, but like, how far off? How far are we? Are we off seventh in the league? No, I know, I know, I know. But but you we, know, you, we you, know what Villa are like. The, the form that we're in under Emery, you know, we're not. I appreciate Chelsea ahead of us, right? Fulham have got 39 points in seventh, and we've got 34 points. Now, I know Brighton and Brentford have only played 23, but you've still got to believe, surely. I think if you've got five games left and it's looking like it's not going to happen and we're still in 11th, then go for it. Then play, play a few of the youngsters. You know, give give young Feeney a go. Give give Kane and Young a go. Or at least blood them into the team. But I think right now, you've got to be all systems go, trying to just chase people down ahead of you. Momentum's everything in football. And if, if you're coming like a steam trap, look at what Middlesbrough do in the championship. Sheffield United are absolutely probably pooing themselves because yeah. Borough are on a great run, aren't they? And yeah, young Ramsey yeah. scored as well today. Yeah, yeah. Amazingly, Archer didn't score in a 5 0 win. No, I know. I know. Played most yeah. of the game as well. That Tupa Akpom, who's been in football wilderness for about five years, is all of a sudden top scorer in the championship. So um, yeah, so, so so basically, just just to kind of you know just to finish that point, um, I don't think that's what I would do. And absolutely, Rachel's right. With Kamara out, then that that weakens you even more because he's a real steady steady presence. So um, yeah, I, I would just continue trying to grind out results like, like we can. Big big yeah. big game. You know, West Ham and Bournemouth is a real opportunity in the form they're in to all of a sudden, as you said earlier, put if you can put four wins together. I mean, it sounds crazy even. I feel like as a Villa fan, I feel like we could be in the Isthmian Premier League and I'd still be saying, oh, hang on a minute. You know, don't get too ahead of yourself thinking you can beat, you know, Yateley Yate Town or something. By the way, I meant to say this earlier, I forgot. Basingstoke, where Bailey off top is on loan, they're top of the league. <laughs> they're, they're, they're top. And the league is actually the Isthmian. It's the Isthmian South Central Division League, 
And they're, they're top of the league. They're, they're nailed on for promotion. Bailey going there would be, I don't know if he'd get in the team at the moment. <laughs> uh, I don't know if there's a troll, Kev, but uh, or you know Nigel. But he says he's talking hot air, mate. He, he, honestly, you should see him at work. He's just terrible. terrible. Yeah, I know Nigel is. Sorry, Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching anyway, Nigel. Um, when Villa going to sack McPhee, we're used to sunset pieces taking or dealing with them. Um, I, well, we didn't really have that many. I think the delivery from Palace was terrible today. Um, but yeah, I mean, we don't def we definitely don't look like we can score from set pieces. Uh, wasn't there one today where we tried... We tried a little bit, be a bit imaginative. Am I, am I? Was that the last game? I can't remember. But we ended up, we ended up just messing it up completely. There was one way it looked like the corner wasn't going to be taken. I think, and then he ran round to it and played it. Played it. it looked like he was running across the corner uh, instead, and then he played yeah, it. Yeah, some. I think it was in the first half. It was a complete yeah. waste of time or something. So I remember the commentator saying, "Yeah, um, yeah, yeah." And Duncan agrees with uh, with Rich, uh, with Michael, and with Richard McPhee is. Uh, with, with Richard, sorry, that McPhee's not, not the greatest. Um, yeah, Adamski agrees we can beat West Ham. We can definitely beat West Ham. Um, they lost 4-0 today. Um, Moy's in trouble. I did I did put a message on saying uh, Gerard, Gerard to West Ham, question mark. Mm -hmm. Lampard to West Ham is a bigger shame. Oh, Lampard to West Ham, yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah, we, 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 well, he's, we he's got previous. He kept Everton up last season. He he did. They apparently by all accounts, listen to the some of the fans, they were really not good today. No, really not good. No, no. Mm -hmm. Um, well, like I say, mate, very very positive to get the win. Um, Belgian Villeneuve will beat Bubbles FC. Yeah, definitely very positive to get the win. Takes us into West Ham next week in positive form. Villa women tomorrow as well. Got Everton. Big game for them. Um, do they get into well the fifth fifth place at the moment? But I think Everton are kind of sick, so they can they can big game, extend, big extend game. the gap. Yeah, yeah, extend yeah. that lead. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so we'll be uh, we'll be watching them and seeing how they get on. Um, couple of questions coming in. Do you think the miss will affect Watkins? Um. I don't think it will. I don't think it will. I mean, I think maybe more. He, he, he had a quiet game today, didn't he? Um, and it would have been great for him to get six in six. But he he's broke the record in the Premier League for Aston Villa, and that's that. And you can tell out what it meant to him, you know, when he saw the interview afterwards. So I hope he's I hope he's I hope he's experienced enough and wise enough now to realise that you know he had a fantastic run, and they just need to get another run going now. He he was put in. I mean, he's probably scored tougher chances than he had today, but I'm sure yeah. we'll get more chances. Uh, next week we might play a different, slightly different formation, slightly different team. You know, what do you think about Duran? Do you think, do you think maybe he's that kind of adrenaline's kind of gone down from those first two perform, first two appearances, and kind of Emery's just settling it, getting him settled in, and he he was right in the fact that they did need to blood him in because he he looked a little bit. Well, yeah, he didn't have long enough really to to make it make an impression, but. It does. It does speak volumes that he wasn't brought on against Everton, and he only got sort of five, ten minutes today. Like, is he? Is 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 Emery thinking like, well, look, we just need to like be really patient with him? I think so. I think he like like you saw with his chance he had. Um, 
what game was that in? You know, when he when he kind of it was Arsenal, wasn't it? Arsenal, yeah. yeah when he kind of you know he didn't do great. He probably should have squared, and he kind of passed it to Ramsdale. And then the chance he had today wasn't really a chance. He he went for a speculative shot, and that's yeah, blue. yeah. He just thought I'll just he just thought F yeah, it, I'll just smash it. But I, but I do I do think he's you know he's if you look at those attacking options alongside Watkins, if you look at Traore and Duran, they are I think are arguably as as capable in terms of being you know good options as Bailey is. So um, there's not a plethora of, of of people there, is there now? You know, in terms of other strikers or wide players at the club, if you're looking at a young lad, Caden Young. So um, yeah, I think I might have expected him to get a few more minutes, but. Look, the season's still got quite a way to go, so I expect to see him. I mean, it'd be great for him to get his first goal, wouldn't it? It would, it would. It's just, yeah, I, I just, I look at games. Maybe West Ham might be a game for him, but I just look and I think there's, he's definitely raw. And I think that, I think Emery's kind of really conscious of that. And he has said, you know, talk about the young players. We're giving the young players a chance. He said, like, the fact he's got two keepers on the bench a lot of times because he doesn't want to give these young players the wrong impression. He does He doesn't really think, that many of them are ready for to come on in in games and be and make an impression. You know, the ones who've gone, um, the ones who've gone out on loan, they're probably the closest ones to start. And the ones who are here, then they're, they're probably not. They're probably not at that level. They'll probably go out on loan next season. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I think it'd be interesting to see what what happens with him. Really, um, yeah, I think Raw's Raw's the right word for him. Raw's the right word. I think he's that unpredictability. You know, I think that that sometimes goes into maybe looking like you're not absolutely at the races and you're a bit all over the shop. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm sure. I'm sure he's hungry like the wolf to get a, get an opportunity to start the game. So, <laughs> never gets old that joke. Never gets never. old. Quick never. look at the table before we finish. Um, <laughs> it's not gonna. It's not. It's not. A, no. No surprise to anyone where Can we I are just in the table. Um, we might be, mate. We might be. Um, for a brief moment today, though, we were tenth. We were never surely. We were, mate, because because um, Chelsea were drawing nil nil, and we oh, were one nil. So we were tenth for a brief moment today. Um, mm. but yeah, obviously, uh, Arsenal getting that win today. Uh, Tottenham losing to Wolves. Um, Newcastle now. I mean, we're only we're only seven points off Newcastle, mate. I know. I know. I mean, could that, be, could, they've, could, they've got could three it be, points. Could it be a six pointer when we when when they come to Villa Park? They've had, they've got three points from the last five games. I don't even know what it's like before that, but they've you know they drew the the, the first three of those five and they've lost the last two. So mm. they're you know and obviously they lost the Carabao Cup final. Uh, Gamarish has had a, a few a few injury, injury issues. They're nowhere near the the form that they were in. They've got a tricky. Home try, trip, trip. Sorry, home a game against Wolves next, and then away at Forest, and then Man United. So they've not got a, you know. I mean, I guess you could. The thing is, when you're in the Premier League, you could say, "Oh, tricky trip away to Bournemouth, and then home at Everton." You yeah. can make every every game sound tricky, but um, we have to believe. We absolutely have to believe. And this is why I was saying. I was saying we had, we had a, obviously had a little bit of chat, chat in our pod the other day, didn't we? About uh, about our, our pod WhatsApp group about whether if Newcastle, you know, win the Carabao Cup, what it means. And I was saying I want them to be kept down as long as possible. And people were saying, oh, we're not competing with Newcastle. Well, I think we are competing with Newcastle. I don't think they've got an amazing squad. No, they've 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 found their level now. And and I think, you know, without being disparaging about Newcastle or Eddie Howe, like this is kind of what Eddie Howe was like at Bournemouth. Like I think he's got a plan A. He's a plan A manager. And when it when it's working really well, they've got a really physical and strong and fast team. But when te- when they get found out, he hasn't really got a plan B. Um, and um, yeah, they're, they're kind of getting found out at the moment. And 
got Wolves next game, and Wolves obviously picked up a good win. Um, you know, the Wolves aren't Wolves aren't a bad side. Um, no, not at all. It's just their no. position. The position in the league isn't great. But look at this though: Chelsea only scored twenty four goals. I mean, we've only scored thirty one. I mean, some of, some of the goals, like the lack of goals in this Premier League, is terrible. Really. Everton yeah. with 17 goals scored, Nottingham Forest with 18, Wolves with 19, Palace with 21. Like there's some it's not Everton's a lot of value. There's not a lot of value for money in this league, you know. They keep going on about it being the best league in the world. But I know. Everton 17 goals in 25 games. That's atrocious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, terrible, terrible. Um I'll tell you the bigger picture we got to look forward to, mate. Uh obviously Brentford and Fulham have got uh, sorry, Brentford and Brighton have got two games to hand on us, but Brentford have got a trip to, to... I think Brentford are playing Fulham in the week. We've got to probably hope for a draw to that game. Can you, how crazy is that? We're hoping Brentford and Fulham draw for our league ambitions. But, um, I mean, Brentford have got... I mean, they've not... The last five, they've got, what, nine points. Uh, Fulham have got eight points from the last five. So, their recent form is better than ours. We need to... To them, got those guys to slow down a bit. I'm expecting Chelsea to... To probably at some point kick on that win today might be the catalyst for them. The squad they've got is good enough. So if you're thinking that they might stay ahead of you, Brentford, Brighton, Fulham, the ones we've got to try and reel in. And then who Definitely. knows? Who knows with yeah. the rest? Yeah. <laughs> Belgian Miller says, top seven talk. We never learn. I know, mate. We I can't believe. help it. Gary says, sub on the time. <laughs> um, Richard, crawling back in slowly, but surely we keep on this momentum. You never know. Absolutely. Rachel says, Dendon can be around, but depends on the time he needs off for his circumstances. Yeah, definitely. We need mass hypnosis to believe. Yeah. Oil Castle are falling down the table about time Eddie Howe's Looney Tune Army had something go wrong with them. Uh, when are we playing Newcastle? I think it's April. I think it's 15th of April, so just, just after Easter. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Fraser's thrown his tantrum at Newcastle. Yeah, Rachel had April. Yeah. Um, Adamski defending has been better all round. That's why it's so tight at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just think teams, like, look, we're saying we need more shots. I just think teams aren't, aren't having that many shots. Well, I think I think that's probably been quite kind uh, to the defenders there. Um, I think it's just not very good attackers. You look at some of the attackers in some of those teams, and Wolves have got no strikers that can score. Uh, Everton, I've got anyone that can score. Southampton, you know, rely on one. Te- teams don't play with two strikers and stuff now, do they? They don't put it, they don't put it, you know, we were saying today, you know, wanting to play a little bit more direct and play in their half. Teams are kind of knocking it around in, in their own half for, for more of the time and trying to set up moves rather than, rather than trying to win second balls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, Dunk said there, seven, seven to eight finish is very doable for Villa. Let's let's leave it there. Thank you for everyone watching. Thank you for your comments. Um, always, always great. If you are new to the channel, please do hit that subscribe button. Everyone who's watching, please do hit that like button to help us spread the word of the channel. We are, like I say, on the way to over 1,050, which would be amazing. Um, Kev, thank you so much. We'll be back in the week. Um, look out for the Talking Tactics show, which has been going down amazingly from Gareth. Great show. Myself and Gareth will be will be jumping on that in the week. We'll be doing a preview for... We'll definitely do a preview for West Ham. Possibly a Bodymore Bulletin show in the week as well. So plenty of content coming through. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit the notification. And if you do want to uh, help support the channel, whenever on the live shows or, or whenever we are, uh, whenever you can comment, you know, 
please hit that dollar button and help uh, help sort of contribute to the channel. Any donations are more 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 than appreciated. Like I say, Kev, thank you very much for joining me. Last we won, thing to remember is we won, and remember we all follow the pillar. Keep that dream alive. <laughs>